Welcome back to Third Base Dugout, Season 3, Episode 12. The episode where Shelly came back. <laughs> the I'm goat. Back. Let's pump the brakes there. Um, I would like to take this time to officially announce my retirement from college baseball. Oh, um, yeah, uh, I kind of burned my my last year of eligibility, so uh, there's no year seven. Just gonna get that out of the way now. Well, it had to um, end at some point, right? Moses himself, who was in elementary school and started playing college baseball, it will will finally be happy to see you retire. Um, hey, I had a good run. I got nothing, got no regrets, did everything I wanted to do in college baseball, and that's that. That is well, that. Yeah. We're glad that you're back with us. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm happy to be back. On a much yeah, more the, important Yeah. The reason I call you the GOAT, though, was, and I won't tell your whole story, but, you know, the injury that you dealt with to be able to come back and still play. And, and like, I'd sent you a text outside of the group, and I was like, man, like, you know, basically tough man like keep your head up like i'm still here with you or what not still going to support and you were like no I'm, I'm gonna be back and i'm like bro that's not a to me it didn't seem realistic <laughs> right <laughs> and then i look up yeah look up the score box one day and he's there and i was like dude like you did it and he was like mandy you know he's basically like look there's nothing that you know when you put your mind to it you can't do it so even in that you know being an inspiration man like that's why i, I call you the goat right now <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I wanted to play. And, you know, like, I when I talked to the doctors and stuff, they said that, you know, there'd be a slim chance, you know, you'd have to do all the rehab and stuff back and everything went. I mean, I got really lucky that everything went as well as it did. And I got to – I didn't get to catch uh, this year, but I did play first base, which was pretty cool. Oh. I'm not lie. Not, not a position that I, you know, had any experience with. But, you know, I was in uh, the ODU game. And I got got the first at bat, came back to the dugout, and Coach LaCroix is like, you think you could play first base? And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, I could tell him no, but I also want to play. Yeah. So I just went out there and sort of made it then happen. Then you think, you know? well, it's first base, so how hard it's, could right, it I will, be? <laughs> to, to, uh, right, to I'm ball, it's incredibly hard. Yeah, it is. That's it what is I'm saying. Hard. That's what I'm saying is people <laughs> often think that it's super easy, but it is. It's a little tricky over there. It's it's a slept on it's a slept on position. There's a lot of um a lot of uh nuances, nuances. to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was I wouldn't say I was very good, but you know, I made I had in our last game, I made a pretty sweet pick. So uh, you know I can, hey. I can retire, you know, happy on that note. You gotta you gotta have like one of your boys in the dugout that you know, is spotting you on where you're positioned and stuff. And then you're you're just referring to him every time in between pitches rather than uh the coaches or anything. Can we talk about the uh, fact that your career basically mimicked Joe Mowers in a short (laughs) frame? Like you were basically strictly a catcher, and then you got hurt and became a first baseman, and then retired. It's funny because I I tried to model my swing after him. It's funny how in a very shortened and you know obviously did make the bigs, but you know shortened stretch of time, I got to mimic one of my one of my heroes. I I'll take that all day. Joe Mowers is a good person. Like the I'm like the Kmart. I'm like the Kmart <laughs> Joe Hour. I love it. But um, yeah. Once I get once I get this surgery, I believe Naba is calling my name, so I might have to. Oh uh, yes. I think we all have, have to make an Nava. appearance there. I think so. I think some of Mike's records might be on notice. That's all I'm hey. saying. 
Listen, if you guys do it and end up on the same team, I would definitely drive up for a weekend guest spot. <laughs> like, you can put me on the roster, like, and just plan on me being there for at least one weekend. I will come out there and just let it all hang out. Like, got nothing we, else for We should it. just start our own team. We, we should just start we our could, team. We could make a decent team out of just yeah, the guys just, we know around here. Just keep me a spot to, so like, those random weekends that, you know, I, I can come up there, get some, get some G-hacks in. Like it's either listen, it's either home run Cadillac doubles or nothing. Like I'm not don't expect me to still <laughs> like when I say Cadillac doubles, I'm I'm dropping anchor and just pulling in uh <laughs> the second base. There's gonna be no hustle doubles or anything. Nah. It's long balls or Cadillac what if doubles the, or whiffs. What if what if your doubles record's on the line though? And you need you need to leg one out. Are you gonna do it or are you, you stick into the stick into the process? Got to stick to the process, like you know. I respect that. I respect that. If it's meant to be, it'll be, and it's going to be in the in the me fashion. So yeah, it's G hacks all day. Like no <laughs> no two strike approach, no situational hitting. The best situation is a long ball for me. That's what I'm going for. You better uh, hope your you, your players aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right because I faced them. I faced them one day at uh, at practice just to give them a chance, and I was taking straight G hacks. Like I got mad because I flew out to the wall, and like we were playing like a you know a simulated game. So I was supposed to be running. They're like, "Coach, you didn't run." I was like, "I'm the coach, man. Like, <laughs> you don't I don't have to run when I'm trying to hit hit bombs right here." The most energy that gets exerted will be on the swing. On the swing, after. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I pause this conversation to interrupt with a brief breaking news. Um, the Athletics have had a four-run inning and currently lead the Braves four to one. Good for them. This so fi- this final score that game will be eleven four. <laughs> It'll be eleven four to end the game. <laughs> We're only halfway through the game. Yeah, so I was going to say there's still, there's still a lot of ball left. Yeah. This is actually are the, trending towards their first win in two weeks. This is the beginning of the 107 game win streak that we were talking about pre-show. It's gonna, it's an, it's inevitable. <laughs> they transform in the bar. <laughs> Get the bathroom, put a little makeup on. <laughs> I mean, the you know problem how they, is, like, I was talking about it with Liz. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my wife, uh, like, I think a week ago or so, she was like, "Do you want to play adult base like in Naba again?" And I was like, "I don't think I could throw a baseball more than like." Of the game right now, like I think I would literally just join as a hitter and like actually spend time in the cage before I actually go out there. So I'm not making a fool of myself, but like I don't think I could legitimately pitch another inning without like my arm feeling like it will detach from my body on one of the throws. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you a little piece of advice I got. You can't tear it twice. Uh-uh. Valid point. It might already be torn. I haven't. I haven't taken a deep dive into the old uh, the old UCL. Something. I, I have a torn labrum and tendonitis in my rotator cuff. So BP just doesn't happen for me. Uh, like, I'm not throwing it. Uh, but yet I'll find myself in the middle of a practice, like, trying to show guys something. And I'm out there, like, long tossing, like, 250. And I'm like, I'm going to regret this in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I get off the field, it's already throbbing. Oh, well. Uh, you got to have, have the bottle of Advil. Yeah. Bottle of oh, Advil absolutely. on deck always. So, like Sean, when was your surgery? Come again? When's your surgery? 
I don't know yet. I gotta go to the gotta go to the doctor later this week to figure that all out. So Naba is not a possibility this year. Is one hundred percent. No, 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 no. So my plan here is to uh, get healthy. You know, do rehab. Potentially come back going anywhere from like eighty to one hundred and thirteen miles an hour somewhere <laughs> in that window. I think I'd be okay with. And then I'm, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna be the next Shohei Otani of the Naba League. Uh, <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm here for it. Yeah, people people are people are gonna be very surprised when uh when I roll out there, you know, nonchalantly just you know throwing anywhere from eighty to one hundred and seventeen miles an hour. Eighty mile an hour, eighty mile an hour in alcohol though. Fastball will be anywhere from a hundred hundred to one hundred and seventeen. Maybe that's what I need to do in the nav, just throw knuckleballs. From eighty, it would be very tough to tear your UCL throwing knuckleballs. <laughs> just get up there and ra dicky it. Exactly. Just lob it in there, hope it finds its own somewhere and misses a bat. I feel like you could probably have a pretty successful men's league career just throwing knuckleballs. Yeah. And then every now and then just rare back for a fastball. Hope it doesn't go up and exactly. it be fine. And it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be fuzz. It's just gonna play way, way hotter. So you know you're yeah. gonna you might be on to something here, Brian. I think I am. I'll start preparing for next summer. Yeah, it's good because I'm actually spending this summer like getting in shape, you know, because like, I don't want to be that fat coach sitting on a bucket yelling at players, hey, do this, do that. Like I still get out there with them. So uh, I realized I need to drop quite a few pounds and whatnot. So got the key to my field house, pitching machines warmed up, and they're taking G hats all the you time. You got to come so. back next next season as the ripped coach. Like the one oh, that like, <laughs> like when, when you get off the bus – like the other team is like, is that guy a player or a coach? They've already felt like they've lost. Yeah. <laughs> just you get off the bus first and not the rest of your team. Just like you just stroll up to the field, leave the rest of your team in the bus, and they're just going to be like, who the heck is this guy? So the crazy part is I already do that anyway. Like Ooh. I'm the first one in there. First one in team team, I'm like, hey, man, get the stuff off the bus. And I, you know, I walked in there with the, with the confidence that we're going to win, and it doesn't go that way, but that's not the point. Uh, my whole goal when I get there is to slightly intimidate the other coaches. <laughs> it's a, other it's coaches. a dominance thing. It's a yeah, dominance. absolutely. And then the first ball I hit for pregame, like I absolutely rope one. Like one hopper right to my left fielder. Hey, we're going two. And I come up and I blast a, a one hopper there. You hear the fungo cracking. And then that's pretty much it. You ever just thought about it just dropping a tank and, 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 pregame just yeah. uh, just get backspin and just hit it into the parking lot in left field just be like ah, I'll, I'll, I'll take another one take another one that's fine my bad you know what's <laughs> funny brian is that i actually almost did that um the, the playoff game against you guys when i was at henrico because my center well, okay. pissed me like off. a 280 foot fence doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> nobody cares nobody cares my center pissed me run. off before the game <clears throat> he had pissed me off before the game so when we got to take in uh, pregame, his I definitely tried to put it over the center field wall, and he might have ran into the wall, but that's not the point. Uh, it is actually hilarious that Shelly and I ended up playing summer ball with Tyreek. I know later, like later down the road, <laughs> right. it made, made me reminisce on the high school days. Which, by the way, speaking of, sorry to change the to- sort of change the topic, but it's a good segue. Uh, Went to my first high school game since 
I stopped playing high school baseball on Friday. So uh, my high school was in the regional quarterfinals. They're the number two seed, so they're pretty good this year. Swept the county for the first time, I think, like ever. And they won, and now they play their rival tomorrow night uh, in the semifinal. So I'm going back, and every time I go back there, I'm like, I was so much better on this field than I was in college. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ah, man, I kind of miss these days, like, of actually being able to throw the ball across the plate. It's fun. (laughs) I digress. Um, Better baseball. Um, First and foremost, Survivor League. We're down to two. Um, one, One person got weaned out because the Twins needed to lose by two or less and they lost by three um, oh. on Sunday. So tough break there, but me and the other guy picked the Mariners and they had like a positive 18 run differential last week. So um, we took separate teams this week. He took the Dodgers who are currently down one and nothing to the nationals. Thank goodness. Uh, and I took the Cardinals who almost got a perfect game thrown against them today. So things are not hot for me right now in the survivor league. However, I have a feeling we can bounce back. We've got the Cardinals have one more game against the Royals, three against the, the Pirates. I think we can bounce back and make up the seven runs somewhere. But, Mike, I'm going to need, like, willpower from you as a Cardinals fan to, like, you know, will them to actually be a competent baseball team. I was with you until you took the low blow there. A competent a, baseball look, team? Look, almost getting per, a perfecto thrown against you by the Royals – is not competent baseball. I mean, it happens. There, there so, are many teams that I would be like, all right, whatever. Like that's just a great pitching performance, but it's the Royals, man. Like they, they get. I think they give up the second most runs in baseball outside of the team who has won literally ten games in two months. So it was there one day to be really, really good. Well, and should have been good. Interesting life. fact: the Royals and the Cardinals have never been a part of a perfect game on either side. And that's the old saying for today. That's really you would have, you would have that, only like, known that fact if today never happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I guess was watching Gibson the game. Was probably it was like the what? seventh inning, and they were like, hey, by the way. The way. <laughs> yeah. Was and, Gibson probably just too wild for that? <clears throat> right, yeah. you, right. Well, it, between wild and plunking guys on purpose, because he didn't like to throw extra pitches. So if you fouled off too many, he was going to plunk you. So – which I always thought I was like kind of backwards, but it made you get your bats over quicker. Maybe I should do that in like, Nava. Is it worth getting on base, taking one in the ribs? Like, ah, no, nah, I think I'll just swing through this one. <laughs> Who cares about a quality AB? I like my ribs. <laughs> like, That's wild, though, that well all done. the history with the Cardinals and they've never been a part of a perfect game. Yeah. The Royals, I understand. They just suck. But like, <laughs> the Cardinals have been around since the dawn of time. But, I mean, I can – if you think about it, though, perfect games are rarely thrown by, like, top-tier guys. Like, you have a few, obviously, that you throw in there, like uh, Randy Johnson when he threw his against the Braves. <clears throat> you know, that's kind of like the only one that comes to mind as far as, like, a top-tier guy throwing a perfect game. Uh, Verlander Scherzer. I'd say King Felix. King Felix, Felix? had yeah. one, I believe. Okay, right? Verlander never did it. Scherzer never did it. I think Scherzer all do it. Oh, Scherzer, Scherzer threw no hitters. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Verlander also threw two no hitters. Yeah. But, like, even King Felix's perfect game, that kind of, like, vaulted him 
into like that household name. It wasn't like he was a household name prior to that as much, uh, at least nationally. And then like that perfect game happened. Everybody was like, oh, shoot, King Felix. Um, so, I mean, it's it can happen for any random person um, except for Armando Galarraga, uh, but we won't talk about that. Um, oh. Oh. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's just not your day. It's understandable. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I understand. Uh, Cy Young threw it a perfect game. Sandy Koufax. Are we sure that actually – are we sure Cy Young actually existed? Yeah, him uh, and Babe Ruth, I don't think actually existed. All right, I'll go with the guys who actually did exist. Uh, of top-tier guys, Sandy Koufax, uh, Catfish Hunter. Um, does Kenny Rogers count as a top-tier guy? I think he was like an overall – Pretty, I wouldn't no. say top tier guy. He was. He would never be in the conversation of top twenty pitchers in baseball. I mean, put him I like tier two, tier he, tier he, two, he, tier three. Yeah, that day uh, he knew when to hold Randy. him and when to fold him. Mark Burley is an interesting case. <laughs> um, Mark Burley, uh, uh, Roy Halladay, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, cannot forget the most famous person on this list would be Philip Umber. <laughs> See? A lot of white socks on the list. King, King Felix was the last player to throw a perfect game on in 2012. Has it been since 2012? Yeah, yeah, there's not been a perfect game since 2012. Oh, means we're due. Baseball. We're due. We are due. Uh, the Cardinals are the yeah. The Cardinals apparently thought we were due today as well. <laughs> do you think? Do you think the next perfect game would be a combined? Or excuse, yeah, perfect game would be the a uh, combined. It's very hard game. to do a combined perfect game. I like you I was actually for like some reason throwing a lot of pitches somewhere. Yeah, I was actually gonna comment on that or make that point. If it would have happened today, it would have been the first combined perfect game because the Royals started Josh Stallmount for an inning. Oh, he went one, two, three in the first. Yeah, yep, and then Mike Myers came in and threw six, seven, six, seven. My bad, seven, uh, seven perfect, between six and seven perfect, and then he gave up a hit to eight. Man, so hmm. would have been the first combined one. However, um, if if were fifths, we would all be drunk, so we don't have to worry about that <laughs> right now. Well, we, you're right. We don't have to worry about a perfect game. We have to wait a bit, a little bit longer uh, until the Royals play the Cardinals again tomorrow. <laughs> um. I, listen, I would I would dare say that, and this doesn't even have to be this season. From here until like I know you, like until we're no longer here, like in this existence, I would be willing to bet that the Tigers get a perfect game thrown against them before the before the Cardinals do. That will probably be a lifelong bet between like for us, but I probably would, like that like literally may never happen in our lifetime. No, it's probably gonna happen by the end of the season <laughs> for y'all. <laughs> That would be very impressive at that point. Considering there's only been 21 all time. Yeah. That would be very impressive for either of our teams to get a perfect game for <sighs> in our lifetime. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet that it would happen against the Tigers. Based on, <laughs> based on statistics, I would agree with you. Based on recency yeah. bias, I would not agree with you. My team did mostly get say that the Cardinals no. are more susceptible to perfect games. I'm but thinking that the A's are going to be the team to get perfect gamed. Like that's, I feel like that's too easy of a pick, though. Speaking of, uh, Chad Pender retired, by the way. Dang. 
Super utility, man. Shout Happy out trips. to a legend, Chad Pender. Yeah. Virginia Tech baseball legend. Chad yeah. Pender. That's oh, a off topic, but no, Shelly said I the seen a, I was like, oh, yeah, Chad Pender retired. Uh, I, seen a, I seen a post about that where somebody was like, super great guy, will make a great manager, just never got the opportunity to really showcase, you know, that he could be a serviceable, serviceable big leaguer. He was unfortunately yeah. like a little bit worse Chris Taylor. Could play everywhere, but just like didn't have one the clutch factor and two played for the A's. Um, he, he was like a Brock Holt type. Yeah, stuck around. I'm sure, if he pitched, he'd probably be just as good as Brock Holt. Brock but... Holt was nasty on the mound. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> um, no, like Chris Taylor thrived because he got the instruction and development. Uh, well, not really development of the Dodgers because he came up in the Mariners system, but like the Dodgers just make players a lot better. And unfortunately, Chad Pender played for the worst organization in baseball. So he never got the chance to be an LCS MVP. And Chris Taylor's another guy to take G hacks every swing. Like, mm-hmm. there's a very there's long a... swing. His bat is one of the, he's kind of like Jose Altuve, where his bat looks three times longer than it should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Swings a lot like a club, man. Like you don't get cheated. Yeah. <laughs> no matter the situation, score. Like, oh, give me a girl ball to the right side. No, I'm gonna try to hit this to the right side of Chavez Ravine. When I hit this home <laughs> run. Like that's G hacks all day. Uh shout out to uh friend of the pod, Chris Taylor. Um first guest ever. Yeah. Yeah, first guest ever on the pod. Big time. Nice. Yeah. Um Oh yeah, what was the first topic again? Oh yeah, uh, Jose Abreu finally had a home run. Finally, and it kind oh, of became man, a scene time. too. Yeah, it kind of became a scene. He sprinted around the bases, um, which was hilarious considering it was his first home run. Like, like I know he did that because it was his first home run. Like, just sprinted and then he slid in front of the players in the dugout, and then got drilled up and in in his next at bat which was the most athletics thing ever like give up the first home run of the season to a guy and they get mad because he celebrated his first home run of the season after winning an mvp two years ago yeah he had the old carlos gomez homer celebration i i feel like more guys should should do this the yeah. full oh, sprint around the bases like obviously i'm not telling you to do it every time you're gonna get yourself gas you get a home you know you get to you get to enjoy it but like maybe once a year you know, you, you launch one into the seats. You know, you just full sprint it just for the, just for the memes. I'm here for that. Yeah. I feel like Brandon Nimmo, just because he sprints down to first base on, on walks, <laughs> I feel like Brandon Nimmo would be a very prime quality candidate to to sprint around the bases on home run. Yeah, and the, like the slide was was necessary too because there was no no uh, slowing him down. Uh, he got too close to the dugout. I think he realized he needed to slide. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. That was a breaks. It was a lot of moments. That was about. That was about as electric of a first homer as you could have, though, for Jose (laughs) Bray. I know he's had a, he's had a tough year, you know, making the making the transition to to Houston. But you know, maybe this is the, the opening of the floodgates for him. Wouldn't be surprised if we look up at the end of the year. He's got you know 25 25 pumps. You know, he's back to old old school Jose Bray. I think this is just sort of an anomaly in the. The great career that is 
that is going to be for uh, Jose Abreu. Yeah, he's a but, he's man. a very funny case considering the fact that he won an MVP three years ago, and now was like on the verge of being DFA'd this yeah. year. Yeah, I. It's weird. It's weird how this game works because like let's say he does. Let's play the hypothetical game where he does get DFA'd. He gets picked up by some other squad. He probably goes right back to form. It's just like nothing happened. I think. Yeah. I think it was just a matter of time for him. He's too good of a player to to slip into a, a stretch like he's been having for a full year at least. Like the, the 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 numbers do not correlate there. Like it's it was I think an anomaly. We're yeah. gonna call it an anomaly. Um, it was very nice of him to do that in front of the uh, largest attended attended game in Oakland Coliseum all season with eight thousand people in attendance. Yeah, packed house, standing room only crowd there. Um, lots of signs that were you know, all positive and definitely not, you know, going at the ownership for being about as bad as you can be. Um, I will say, and we were talking about this pre-show, this team has a lot of uh, the Cleveland Indians major league movie to them. And yes. a lot of people say life imitates art. I think we might be having a, one of those situations here. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, the Oakland Athletics just reel off the winning streak for the ages and Hollywood ending win the win the pennant. It's not out of the realm of possibility. That also depends on who the owner is, because at least in Major League, the owner was actually pretty attractive. You know, so they had this, the little peel off sticker things in the locker room. I don't know how much motivation <laughs> they're going to get if it's some, you know, no offense if this is what you like, but some older white guy that they're like, ah. <laughs> Hey guys, just peel these off. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's gonna work. That might make you want to lose more. <laughs> right? No, keep that on. Keep that on. This is the Oakland A's owner. Uh, yep. Nope. Keep the stickies on, buddy. <laughs> oh I man, I think that is quite your uh, major league level of um, uh, beauty. And like, nope. like the like the, they're gonna move to Vegas. So like, you would rather be in beautiful Oakland, California, right? Where you're going to get a brand new stadium, right? Yeah. Well, look, at least when they move to Vegas, while they suck, the players can at least go out and have a good time afterwards. In Oakland, I think you probably should just leave the ballpark and go straight home. Probably shouldn't go anywhere else. If they can show their faces in Oakland. With paper bags. They they, they go to restaurants with paper bags on their heads. Yeah, like – we probably have a better chance of holding a reservation at a restaurant than the A's players do. Um, I feel like that's one of those scenarios though, where you could just walk around like, like some cities like in New York, you know, big stars, you know, like, like an Aaron judge can't walk around the streets in New York. Like it's probably a very tough time for him, but like Brent Rooker can probably walk around the streets of Oakland just fine. No one's going to even recognize him. <laughs> if you like, hey, a you picture do? of Brent Rooker with four other people, that were not Brent Rooker, I could not tell you who Brent Rooker was. <laughs> yeah, Brent give him at least the same <laughs> hair color. Yeah, and like, he would, it's like, such a generic looking man. He could, <laughs> he could you put probably him in, like, walk the... around with the jersey on and nobody would still recognize him. Like full uniform, they're like, wait, who are you? Who are you? Like, they they go to Chicago and go on the Starbucks coffee run and everyone at Starbucks is like, who are these nerds dressed as MLB players? <laughs> right. <laughs> Get these guys uh, out of here. You put him in. You, you, you get in line. You get in line. You see Brent Rooker. You don't know who he is. You don't realize that that guy has, an, you know, an OPS near one, if not over one, right now. You know, guys. But no, he's just he's just Brent. 
<laughs> he's yeah. from account. Yeah, like you know, when he places his Starbucks turn, they ask for his name. He doesn't have to give a fake name. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be like, "Hey, it, it's dirty." Like, no, it's <laughs> it's Brooke. <laughs> it's Brent. My bad. Uh, or he can listen. He Brent can Rooker listen. has very much fallen off. So have the A's, but I mean, he is now batting two sixty one with an eight seventy three OPS. Yeah, still, I mean, like, still respectable. It is a horribly bad drop off considering he was he had like a twelve hundred OPS like a month ago. Yeah, yeah but you know, sample it's, size gets it's bigger. hard to be motivated yeah. in an environment I, like that. I'm sure. <laughs> very fair. But Tell imagine what, he's going to be. Go ahead, Jella. I was gonna say he's gonna be, he's just counting the days until until the trade deadline. You know he's he, he's just gotta hang on just a little bit longer. He's gonna be okay. They're gonna come get sure. you, Brent. <laughs> like imagine being in that Starbucks though in Oakland and there, like on his cup he has to put starting left fielder for the Oakland A's. I guarantee you when this barista calls that out, nobody's turning to look and be like <gasps> to make sure they're it's just not like actually yeah, yeah. yeah. right. But if he like if it's New York and Judge is like starting right fielder for the New York Yankees, everybody's gonna turn and look to see. Like Brent Rooker in Oakland, really any Oakland A could, you know, just not worry about getting looked. Nope. So. Nope. Um Jose Canseco um, has more fans out there now. <laughs> easily. <laughs> uh while we're oh, on the Scott Hatterberg's still a legend out there. <laughs> right. Is Scott? I wonder where Scott Hatterberg is at this point. He's, he's, he's the starting third baseman. He's the starting third baseman for the A's, and nobody knew. <laughs> they brought they him might back be calling him. They might. Hey, can you literally can you can't throw a baseball? It's okay. You'll fit right you in. The... You'll fit right in. Can you? Can you? Can you? Uh, can you draw a walk for us? Yes. No. It's yes, like it's like me walking through the hallways recruiting people and now to play. You know what baseball is? You ever seen baseball? Do you know what a baseball is? I've never played before. It's okay. You'll fit right in. Come on out. (laughs) Hold up a baseball or football. All right. Which one is the baseball? (laughs) Hey, Mike, all I'm saying is that all I'm saying is that you you can get Brian and I be your analytics team and we could we can make your (laughs) we can make the GW high school baseball teams a revolutionary baseball team. And I'm fine with that. there's There's not much to analyze right there. Like you know how people go on max preps to look at stats? <laughs> They're like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so funny thing is, and we can move on off of this, like all of the stuff for VHSL has to go through max preps and game changer, right? So I get an email like every week. They're like, your team's ranking improved. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I was like, I hey, knew we were Don't bad, complain right? about that. You don't no, complain like, about that. You just <laughs> – I looked at it and it was like, I think at one point we were like 358. And I was like, first of all, I didn't know there was that many high schools in Virginia, like the whole state. And then second of all, we were like 358 out of like 360. So I was like, who is <laughs> Who's that coach? I feel bad for him. Let me give him a hug. Right? <laughs> we did have a pretty strong strength of schedule, which helped us, but – yeah, no, I feel like I feel like that area that area's got some slept on baseball, let me tell you. Yeah. But we can yeah. we can go on for days about that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna get there. I any if anybody just happens to be listening, I love my players, I love my job. <clears throat> this is just fun banter. 
Uh, we're going to get there, oh. and when we do, it's going to be that much sweeter. We're going to look back we're, at 2023 and be like, hey, yeah, <laughs> what were we doing then? So You're going to you're gonna be using sabermetrics to win high school baseball games, and it's going to be glorious. Absolutely. As much as I hate analytics, like I would just look over at the stands for you two to do that. Uh, we're going to be calculating uh, war, and uh, after each hit, we're just going to like raise up the new war. So it's going to be like – Point three. <laughs> we'll take it. It's a positive number. It's a positive number. Little little little, little Jimmy's uh win probability percentage is fourteen percent after that backside double e it. <laughs> no, that, I that, just need to what would really help me is if I knew what my pitcher's woba was, and then I'd be I'd be set. Well, hopefully your pitcher's <laughs> woba is low. <laughs> that way, uh that that way they are not giving up a whole lot of um pitch runners and hits and uh, everything. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> you won't calculate Lobo for a while. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there now. I'm buying stock in GW baseball right now, even though it's go, my, Hey, look, my high school's having a, having a great little run. Yeah. Still love those guys, you know, shout out to EC glass baseball, but I'm buying stock in GW baseball. I'm going to put it out there right now. Buying low. And I know that my return on investment is going to be yes. prolific. Give us, give us a few years. Like I, I say that wholeheartedly. Like give us a few years. Uh, plus, with the casino opening up here in Danville, I'm just believing there's a couple kids down in Florida somewhere whose dad has to get transferred here. They're gonna come out and play baseball. Uh, one of them's gonna be like six <laughs> five lefty that throws Chad. The other one's gonna be like six two left fielder and. About a six foot even shortstop. They're gonna be out there raking, and we're gonna be I'm, I'm ser- setting the world on fire. Serious, serious thing here. You should consider getting foreign exchange students, but they're from like Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic. Thought about just it, just to like, you know, give you a little boost. When, you know, we're all gonna go down there to recruit. <laughs> yeah, Mike's gonna have a whole team of, of foreign exchange students. What college are you from? Ah, don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I am 12. <laughs> I'm Domingo Ayala. <laughs> Domingo Ayala Jr. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. No, I've thought about that, but I don't have enough space in my current home to house said foreign exchange students. Um, and I want to try to insulate and keep everything all in-house when I bring them over. All you so. need is one illegal player that throws 95. <laughs> he can be we're, we're trying to go. In, we're trying to go legitimate. Yeah, nothing about yeah, this is illegal. Uh, my, you got to get your name on the map. You got to get your name on the map first. There's, there's a way to get eyes on your product. If you have a 23-year-old throwing 95 on the mound to a high school kid, that's going to get your name on the map. Yeah, that's <laughs> also going to get my talking name. about your high school. Think it maybe maybe in uh, it may be slanderous, uh, but right. your name I'll will be banned. in the news. <laughs> but, I'll get banned from coaching. And then you'll come um, back to Richmond, and then we'll all coach high school baseball together. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad proposition. Although, you might want to buy stock and move into Danville. <laughs> like, the, the city is growing. You might want to move in now. Uh, no, what I wish that we had was an IB program like uh, Richmond does. With the IB That's program. That's so much, so much yeah. of a game changer. Kid doesn't even have to be in that district, but he gets the IB program, he can play at that school. Do you know how many kids I would have, like, 
from Charlotte, from Florida. <laughs> he's an IB program. He takes virtual classes. Like, he's okay. <laughs> Mike will be handing out NIL money. <laughs> Absolutely. If I could, trust me. I, I've thought about that, too. It's like, hey, can I give away NIL money right now? And if so, how many sponsors can I get to get this program back together? I've thought about all this. Uh, then I've always been left with the fact that I'm going to have to do this, like, the traditional way. Just hopefully better than from- the A's. From the old the old school ground up, nothing, no shame in that. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. But I'm so buying stuff I, right now. I like what I, I saw. Yeah, when I mean the old school way, I mean like there's a kid that lives in the county, but he uses his aunt's address to say he goes to the high school. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a completely different district, but he uses his aunt's address, and you ride by yeah. it's an empty <laughs> lot with a mailbox right there. <laughs> like, or, or it's a, his, his it's a, cousin, seventeen times removed, lives in lives in happens to live in the neighborhood beside the school, and he's yeah. living there. And then when they go through to do their wellness check, it's just a mailbox sitting on an empty piece of land that has an address. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the old school way that we do it around here in Southern Virginia. It's yeah. it's how they do it up in up in Lynchburg too. Logan Thomas was supposed to go to my high school, but unfortunately, he went to Brookville. But we're getting off topic. Go check that mailbox. <laughs> um, while we are on the topic of like the, while we were on the topic of the A's, I guess um, Mike Soroka finally came back to pitching today. Um, clearly not going great against a team who is on pace for thirty three wins. Um, but first time pitching in a major league game since twenty twenty uh, tour. Both of his Achilles um, had to basically retool everything. Um, and, and they were torn at separate times, which was horrible. Like literally was coming back to throwing and then tore it, literally just walking into the ballpark. Um, so uh, a cruddy three years or so for Mike Soroka, but he's back on the mound for a World Series contender. And um, I'm sure they are glad to have him back because Mike Soroka is very good. Um, although he may not be pitching like it today, like I said, he is regardlessly a, a, a very good, very good pitcher. Yeah. yeah. I had to actually yeah. tune in for a moment just to see it, to believe it, because there were so many false starts on this, you know, for like the last year or so, like not just with his injuries, but even every time they thought that he was getting closer to getting back, something else would come up, <clears throat> you know, so to be able to see a guy that, I think pri- the year prior to his Achilles tear, he was he got some Cy Young votes. I believe he had made the All Star team. Yeah, um, you know, was on that trajectory, and then boom, you know, life happened. So it was good to see him back. It's good for baseball, um, and it helps a Braves team that you know had some other stuff you know within their rotation that now you know kind of can stabilize a little bit more if he can stay healthy. That's a really good five six arm you know, to have there to go along with those other guys. Yeah. In his year before he was injured. Um, so the first really is only full season of major league baseball. Um, he made 29 starts, went 13 and four with a 2.68 ERA, 174 innings. Um, so, and I mean, even la- even the year he got injured a three, nine, five ERA and three starts. I mean, not incredible, but he is, absolutely serviceable for that Braves rotation who has been basically relying on rookies so far this season. 
um, which is crazy to think about how they're still one of the best teams in baseball. And they're just basically rolling out rookies and Spencer Strider on a consistent basis. Oh, and Charlie Morton. Um, so you can't, you can't uh, forget about old Uncle Charlie. Yeah, can never forget about Uncle Charlie. But that if that rotation gets healthy, man, that is oh, man, it's gonna be crazy. I mean, because I think Bryce Elder is becoming kind of a mainstay for them now. So like it's gonna be Max Freed, Spencer Strider, probably Mike Soroka at the three, Charlie Morton at the four, and then Bryce Elder at the five. That's a pretty damn good rotation. Yeah, that's like that's like taking the three-headed monster of the '90s with Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. Obviously, you know hindsight being twenty twenty with these guys, we know what type of career they had. But you know the potential that this this Atlanta Braves starting rotation has is right up there with them. And now you've got more guys. Yeah, you've it's got not, not just three. Mention, you've got uh, five, and then Charlie oh, Morton's not going to be there for the long term. At least you don't. You would assume you know he's getting up there in age, but. Yeah. Yeah. Not even to mention Kyle Wright, who led the league and yes. wins oh, yeah. last year. And then yeah, I mean, you mentioned Bryce Elder. Jared Schuster is still not bad either. Um yeah. and Dylan Dodd. Dylan Dodd has come up and down, but he hasn't yeah. been looking as good as some of the others. But yeah, but they're deep. Have, yeah, and Ian Anderson's still in there. Um in their Ian system. Anderson is a really weird case. He became really bad really quickly after the World yeah. Series. But yeah, that was a very strange fall. He did have injuries. True. Yeah, but, but he's also was really good for them that you're like, hey, if you can pick out the things he did well and eliminate some of those things he did bad, um, I think that for him, because he was so reliant on his changeup, um, that you give him a few more tools to work with or eliminate at least or drop down the usage of it a little bit and be more picky about how he throws it when he throws it. I don't think he's that far off from being able to return to the level that he was at. Well, it won't be this year because he is out for the full season. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and the, I know could, the Braves, the way they be, the, go ahead. You got it. I was going to say the way the Braves work with their pitching too, they're so hands off with those guys. Like they develop themselves basically. Yeah. Like I feel like Anderson just need, he might just need to take this year retool, go to like one of those, one of those indoor facilities, figure it out come back and yep. then, you know, he could be a piece in the bullpen. I mean, I don't think he's going to crack the rotation the way he's been trending, but to come back as a bullpen arm after, you know, what he went through, that would be, that'd be just huge for Atlanta. So check, check this. So since the world series in 2021, so beginning opening day of 2022, Ian Anderson has a five ERA and 22 starts at the major league level and a 26 ERA at the minor league level. Uh, I mean, I I know that the number sounds crazy, like 26 ERA, like no matter how you slice, it's not good. <clears throat> but they also could be trying to retool and re, like redo some stuff. So you get through that hurdle part of it. And then, because sometimes like guys get sent down on, assignments are sent down to work on stuff. So sometimes the results don't really matter as much as far as the numbers, but what they're working on to execute and then they get another shot. Um, but yeah, 26 still isn't great, but it could be looked at in, in a different pers- uh, perspective. Right. And you got to think about how much of that was due to 
this injury that he, you know, yeah. how much has yeah. been affected by this. If it's, you know, been something that's been bugging him for a while, it could have yeah. been a result or caused the results that have looked so bad. Yeah, we move on. All good. All right. Um, little another feel good story for the week. Uh, Liam Hendricks returns from uh, returns to baseball cancer free after having, I believe it was Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, returns cancer free to the White Sox bullpen, in which obviously he will slide right back into that closer role. Um, and uh, so it's just really good to see him back. He was super positive about it throughout his uh, throughout his recovery and all. Um, and uh, really, really good to see him uh, back in fully cancer-free because um, as much of a psychopath Liam Hendricks is on the mound, he is very fun to watch, except for when he's playing the Tigers. So, um, True. <clears throat> I just would have liked to hear – like a sound bite of when they told him that he was cancer free, like what he actually said to cancer. I don't think there would be any sound to it. It would just be beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I want to hear. Like, give me the unedited raw version of what he said to to cancer after he beat in his fantastic uh, Australian accent. Yes, because the trash that he talked to other batters, I can only imagine what he said to cancer. Cancer <laughs> uh, did not stand a chance against Liam Hendricks <laughs> at all. At all. Strictly from a vocabulary side, it had no chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, um, feel good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. So, so the cure for cancer is just an absurd amount of profanity. Yeah. We figured it out. Liam Hendricks. Noted. Says, Holy crap. <laughs> I figured it out. I mean, we, we're, we're basically a science pod now. <laughs> that is true. Third base is true. Huh? Cures cancer. Yeah, we might get we might get one of those uh one of those like uh, little <laughs> notes like this is not medical advice. <laughs> Just continuously cuss it out like misinformation. <laughs> the, the misinformation thing on Twitter. I immediately yeah. thought that's funny. <laughs> oh man! Uh, <laughs> All you got to do is cuss it out. <laughs> that's it. Uh, In an Australian accent. <laughs> no, no, it's yes. got to be Australian. <laughs> that is cronky. <laughs> somebody that's in desperate need is going to click on it and it's going to see the four of us talking about this conversation (laughs) and they're going to be so upset with themselves it's it's we're going to end up on mayo clinic (laughs) like an ad on mayo clinic like why does my stomach hurt well you might have cancer but guess what (laughs) (laughs) the cure for cancer is just profanity in an australian accent I love it. I might be going on Wikipedia later today and editing the cures for <laughs> just to give us some validity to this. Uh... Please do that. Send me a screenshot because it's going on social media. <laughs> <laughs> See if Twitter puts the misinformation thing on there. We're going to have the Department of Health flagging our podcast now. <laughs> anyway, any clicks are good clicks. Right, Dr. Fauci's not going to co-sign on this one. I don't know if he's still hey, the look, guy. We, for it, we're he's still experts. Not click on it. <laughs> what does he know? We're right? experts on this. We we didn't go to medical school. We know what we're talking about. Exactly. We got WebMD. I once had the flu in eighth grade. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, 
I once self-diagnosed a, a scraped knee. I think I, I think I know a thing or two about medicine. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we figured this out. Oh, man. Um, Pete Alonzo. Just, oh, man, the polar bear. The polar bear. First one of 20 home runs this year. He's been on a tear. Um, let me look at his, like, last – I think it's, like, his last 15 games that he has just been – mashing baseballs for the Mets. He's currently on a 61 home run pace, which oddly enough would be the second straight year that someone's done that. Um, Over his last 15 games, he has seven home runs. Um, Over his last seven games, he has three home runs, which not as gaudy as I thought it was. It just feels like he hits one like every night. Um, But regardless a 61 home home run pace would be something would be something very much to monitor. However, the Mets are currently 500. Yeah, so it's like the one it's the bright spot in the, the yeah. hits of despair for Mets fans. I feel like I feel so bad for them at one level because they can they, they got what they wanted. They got they got Steve Cohen spending all the money and they're still the little Mets. Yeah. It's so on brand. It's I don't even think you could script it any better. It, yeah, it's funny how it happens in New York, though. It's like last year the Yankees were like the best team in baseball for basically the first half of the season. Judge was hitting all these home runs. And then he continued to hit the home runs, but the Yankees started to suck. And now it's Pete Alonso hitting all these home runs, and the Mets are starting to suck. Yeah. Like a New York. So are, so are we saying that there's an over-reliance on home runs? I think it's uh, that and way. just – just I think it's just throwing money at the wall, though. Yeah, there's there's they're just, their stars blind. aren't playing like stars, except for obviously Pete. But you know, the home runs don't really matter if nobody else is on base. So, yeah, and you're like the Mets did the whole the whole Gary Sanchez circus that lasted you know what a week. Like they're desperate. They're just desperate for any kind of production, and it's. <sighs> Steve Cohen's going to get it. He seems like he's a pretty smart guy, you know. Hopefully he gets the right people in there to tell him to just not just spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on guys that aren't all that great necessarily or, you know, 40 years old. I'm not, you know, taking shots at two legends, but when your two horses are 40 years old, there's some concerns there. And when the rest of your pitching isn't all that great to back it up, you know, you're going to end up being a 500 team. With the offense that they have, you know, they're lucky. But hoof, 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 hoof. So yeah. oddly enough, there are only two teams in baseball outside of the top half of the league in home runs that are currently in a playoff picture. So I don't think it's necessarily a reliance on home runs because, like, if you hit home runs, you're likely going to win baseball games. Yeah, the home Stati- run, the home statistically run. speaking, unless you're the Cardinals, who are fifth in the league in home runs, fifth in all of baseball in home runs, and somehow are last in the National League. That's not a low blow. That is literally just hitting fact. Um, it, Spin cycle on that. Law of averages are going to equal out, Mike. Cardinals for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. That is that is very true. See, not a low blow, just a hopeful blow. I have <laughs> I have some. <laughs> I go so many ways. Keep going. <laughs> some breaking news. You take it however you want to take it. <laughs> Going back to the bar, yeah. <laughs> see, 
no, 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 no. We don't need that kind of blow. <laughs> okay, breaking news. Ben Joyce is making his MLB debut. Oh, all right, hold on. I got to turn it on. As Liam Hendricks is warming up in the pen at the same time. That is so cool in two very, very different ways. <laughs> well, it's the same game. They're one guy play. throws a 105. The other guy just beat cancer. <laughs> Well, and then I did want to touch on the, the whole Steve Cohen and Mets thing. Just I think one thing we didn't really think of when Steve was, you know, going on a spending spree this this winter was just like kind of the culture that comes with doing all of that. I feel like, it, you know, obviously World Series is expectation for any team. But, you know, when – you're a player, you you got in the back of your mind, be thinking, you know, if you go on a cold stretch, they're just going to, you know, fill you in with somebody that, you know, they'll just go out and pay just because, you know, you're not producing as much as the next guy. So, I don't know, just like the culture that comes with just, you know, buying when you want and buying who you want, you know, comes with some, you know, drawbacks, which, you know, may or may not be true, but I'm sure – Maybe for some of them, probably. No, it, no, it does. Like, it it definitely has an effect because, especially let's just narrow it down to to Cohen and the Yankees. It's you're trying in a lot of ways to mimic the Yankees' success from from previous you know eras, where they bought everybody, you know, and and won. But now you're at a point where you do have to have. Uh, some homegrown talent there to be able to help you now, even if you're going to overspend or spend ridiculously on stuff. So, um, you know, you can't just throw money at it. You know, nobody's saying be the A's or the Pirates where you never throw money at anything. But, you know, you're going to have to spend a little bit, but also develop some talent, you know, to be there and not just rely on that. Because most time when you're paying for a guy, he's already been in the league for – six to eight years already and then you're just throwing money at them so yeah and you got to be savvy with who you pick up as yeah. your as your supporting cast too mm-hmm. you know especially especially on the on the pitching side of it where the Mets I personally don't like who they're rolling out there but that's that's a personal gripe but you guys got to be savvy um I've been Absolutely. watching Ben Joy's throw for all of like six pitches and every single one has been a, over a hundred miles an hour and two have been one Oh two. And he has now gone back to back strikeouts, one on a 102 mile an hour fastball to Jake Berger and another one on a 101 mile an hour fastball to some dude with the last name Gonzalez. No idea who that was at the plate, but Romy row. Oh, was it Romy? Okay. That's what I thought. I just did not want to, uh, I had no idea he played for the White Sox at this point. White Sox are just rolling out dudes from like double A at this point. Um, yeah, this is fun. I'm enjoying watching Ben Joyce throw right now. Uh, I think like he has Tennessee. a decent amount of control too at the moment, which is. I was going to say, I'm surprised that he hasn't walked two along with his two strikeouts. Yeah. That's knock on wood there, real quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, It'll be interesting to follow that Pete Alonso home run chase, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'd be shocked if he gets to sixty-one, but I yeah. think he gets fifty plus. Yeah, I, think, oh, I don't yeah, think that's out sure. of the realm. I think so. And too. that means we get to see him in the home run derby again, which is always electric. 
Yeah, hopefully he doesn't like deadlift between home run derby rounds again. <laughs> what a what an idiot, idiotic idea. He needed a little visine for that one. Let me tell you. Ben Joyce goes one, two, three, four in his first uh in, in his uh in his major league debut. He gives up a leadoff base runner and then strikeout, strikeout, pop up. We like it. Hey. We like guys that throw 102 and get outs. Welcome to the show, Ben Joyce. We like it. We like it. Now Liam H- Hendricks comes in. So I'm going to mute myself for a sec because I want to hear this uh, crowd. So y'all go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, why don't you just give us the uh, the play-by-play while it's going on, Brian? All right. I don't know if y'all can hear my computer. I'm turning it up a little bit so you can hear the crowd. Just crazy. Place is going nuts for Liam Hendricks coming out of the bullpen right now. At least well, the White Sox have something to cheer about. Yeah, they need it. We will be crazy. Queen is playing right now as lights are flashing at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field in a packed house. It's just sick. It's got to be the coolest baseball moment of the year so far. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's. I'm gonna be a jackass for a second. I really hope he doesn't give up like a bomb. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. That would suck. I, well, I, who, who's he facing? Like, I don't in. know yet. Hopefully, it's not like Shohei Otani. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, yeah, guy, here's best, here's best the, baseball best player, player ever. <laughs> Talk about being on your manager's bad side. Like, it's your first start back or first appearance back in you know some time. You just beat cancer and all of a sudden now you got to face Otani and Trout. <laughs> it is super cool though. Like he he's like smiling on the mound as he's throwing pitches. Like you can tell he's like yeah. sort of overwhelmed. Um but it is a super cool moment for uh nice. baseball. That's awesome. He's back. That he is. That he is. Well we don't have to stay on the podcast for the entire outing of Liam Hendricks because that could be a while. But <laughs> Um, hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully it's one, two, three. <laughs> hopefully it's you know three pitches. Get out of there. Um, regardless, any final thoughts? Uh, it's great to have Shelly back. It's great to have for Shelley sure. Back. I'd say it's great to be back. It's my final yeah. thoughts for the day as well. Thank Welcome you for having me back. <clears throat> You're back on a podcast. Yes, <laughs> and Shelly and I definitely went down a rabbit hole just like old times. So it was worth it. It's like we it's like, it. like I never left. Exactly. Like Coots, by the way, has been awesome since he came on. But I Thank cannot you, lure him down as many rabbit holes, <laughs> Shelly, as you and I used to go down. Because I, this get, guy, I, I, I fall for him every time. I, I was he just going to say our, our our rabbit holes were not as deep as, as some of the ones that you guys come up with. No. Because Coots would like actually prepare for the show, like have notes and like points and stuff. Like and then Brian, of course, is, you know, the dad of the show, just like, hey, guys, let's get back, you know. But, you know, with Shelly, I got my brother that I can go get into some mischief with in the middle of the show. So, Oh, yeah. Talking about, talking high school ball, you know, just life. Like, yeah. we just do it. Yeah, just rabbit holes, you know, illegal, illegal players, uh, foreign exchange students that may or may not have actually have a GED already. You know, those are cancer, you know, just like casual stuff. <laughs> 
yeah. Another day on the show. Appreciate you. Love it. Love you should it. see that this is too bad. Our visit, like our, I said, visitors, our viewers or watchers, listeners, whatever, can't see Brian's face right now. He looks so disappointed. I'm glad to have Shelly back on uh, because he's he stayed in the uh, in the group chat group chat like a trooper throughout his entire year uh, <laughs> college uh, graduate college baseball degree, uh, career. To where like he wasn't on the pod and we were just talking about the pod each week and sending links to join the Zoom to record the pod and Shelly is just like silent and there was there was no sign of Shelly no sign of life from from Shelly's end nothing did you hit us with a D like once every like four or five months where Shelly would just oh no, I didn't I was getting all the notif- I was I was I was getting all the notifications I was just I was a ghost. Face. I would. I, I was deal. I was dealing with some stuff on my end, though. You know, I had a. Understandable. I, I. I am back. I am back. Well, unfortunately, Liam Hendricks just gave up a single to the leadoff hitter. I thought you were about to say a bomb. Do you know no, how no, 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 no. Matt, Matt Tice. Matt, Matt Tice blooped one to center field. Unfortunately, uh, he just gave up a UVA, UVA legend. That would. Be oh man. Really bad. Well, any other final thoughts before we oh. get out of here? We're good, and okay. I won't even do my normal sign-off this time. Appreciate that. Oh, come on. Come on. You should. Clear eyes, full hearts. Cardinals are in last place, baby. <laughs> <laughs>